the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, tell me how you're doing today. Today, I resemble a chicken with its head cut off. I've noticed that about you today. I'm just running everywhere. <laughs> it's not that way every day, but I did notice that today. Yeah, it's been one of those days. But it's, <laughs> it's great. It's a crazy day. Because we're getting ready for the games. Well, the Huntsman World Senior Games are almost here. We're, we're literally, I mean, we could really say we're hours away. We are. You know, um, the first event starts. We could say that any time of anytime, the year. Anytime, if you have enough hours, right? That's right. Times anything by 24 and you come up with enough hours. That's but, right. But the games are definitely almost here. Um Monday the 9th is the first day of competition. Sunday right. the 8th is the first day of check-in. Those are two mm-hmm. very big days for us. Yes, they are. Uh, and for our athletes, and uh, it's exciting. It is. It's a little stressful, but it's very exciting. That's right. It, but it, it, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of good friends that we get to see uh, once a year that come right. back into town. And just tons of inspiration, motivation. It's just it's an amazing, amazing thing. It really is. And it's so much fun to be a part of it. So, Jeff, this year uh, at the games, you know, we offer 30 different sports. Yes, we do. And uh, when I go around and I talk about the games, um, you know, people are always asking, well, what's the new sport this year? And, mm-hmm. and man, 30 is already a lot. It is. We've got a lot of sports that we offer already. I think there's probably something out there that we need to keep our yeah, eye on. I mean, there, yeah, but if we're really creative, there's some, some new sports out there that we could probably pull in. Well, I thought it would be fun to take a look and see what some of the new, I won't even say trending sports, but just some of the. Some options that are out there. Yeah, and I don't even know if they're options. Let's okay. be honest. I don't even know if they're options. But there's there's some interesting sports out there. All right. There are people who, uh, they just do interesting things. And I want to talk about just a few of those okay, today, just to get us kicked it. off here, just in honor of the uh, the 30 sports that we do offer okay. at the Huntsman World Senior Games. So number one, tell me what you think about this one. Underwater hockey. Uh, that makes me panic. <laughs> So underwater hockey actually began as a tool invented by the British Navy in the 1950s. Ah. They wanted to keep uh, their divers fit, and they thought that this, this game was a way that they could do it. Since then, though, it's evolved into a faster-paced game, and it's spread to 20 different countries around the world. It's actually a sport that people play. How fast can you be underwater? Well, I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but it, let me tell you what, it, what, what I do know. It's, it's okay. played with uh, six players on each side. And they're in the in the pool at the same time. There are four substitutes, and I don't know how it works, but they say that the that the four substitutes can dive in at any time that they want. So I don't know if they have to tag somebody out, or if sometimes there's ten people on your team. I don't understand that part of it. Yeah. But the idea is the same as hockey. You use a stick. The stick is much shorter than a regular hockey stick. Okay. Uh, but you try to get your puck into the opponent's net, and of course there's defense that goes on with that. There are three forwards and three backs, and each game has two 15-minute halves and a three-minute halftime. Well, they've, they've really f- formalized it. I mean, there's some structure to this sport. No, there's, there's 20 countries that play underwater wow. hockey. So I, I'm assuming the United States is one of them. Maybe we need to take a look at this. I think Atlantis is probably the number one. <laughs> Atlantis is definitely the leader. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely way out the ahead of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Number two, tell me what you think about this one as a potential addition to the Huntsman World okay. Camel racing. I think we need to do it. We have desert. <laughs> You're we have for sand. it. Yo, we've got we've got this. We've got the we've environment. Got down, we've got right? the venue. Yeah. So camel racing, as you, I'm sure you can imagine, is a lot like horse racing, except for it's, it's with, on camels. It's six, yeah, except yeah. it's with camels instead. Camel racing began in ancient Arabia. They've been doing it for hundreds of years, maybe even thousands of years. As long as right? there's been sand and camels, yeah, and people to ride them, right? And somebody say, "I bet I can beat you to that horse over there, or That's to that, right. that oasis the sand over there, dune or whatever yeah. it is." Right? Here's the here's the interesting, and I think the modern twist. 
It's actually in uh, in the Arabian countries. It's a it's a million dollar industry. Wow! They really get behind it. Wow. It's a big deal. But here's the interesting thing: human jockeys, which in the past had mostly been children, uh-huh. are now outlawed. They've been outlawed since 2002, and now small robots with walkie talkies <laughs> sit on top of the camels as they race through the desert. Roll faster. Yeah. Turn left. I turn guess. Right. I, I guess. The it's racing pretty... tracks are anywhere between one and a half kilometers and eight kilometers long. And uh, like they said, it's big business over there. Millions wow. of dollars. So That's what happens when you have a lot of oil and not much to do with money. <laughs> I guess. I guess. So what do you think? Yes or no? Uh, no. Maybe a no on that one. No. Okay. Here's another one. You probably have not heard of this one. It's called Zorbing. You're Ever right. I've it? not heard of it. No. Okay, I hadn't either. But then when they heard it, when I when they described it to me, I thought, okay, I, I guess I I can see this. Zorbing is a race. Okay, okay? It's a but race. it's a special kind of race. Um, instead of just running, you're in a large transparent bubble. Okay, I've seen the bubbles. Yeah. So you're you're racing in these big giant bubbles. You're trying to beat other competitors, running down hills, wading through water, trying to get through an obstacle course. Some of the inflatable bubbles, which are called zorbs, hence zorbing. Mm, right. Uh, have harnesses that hold the riders in place, but others, you're just free inside there. The sport itself comes from the hamster ball, which okay. I'm sure you've seen yeah. before, right? And uh, it started in the 1980s. Some extreme sports lovers took the hamster ball and created one that was for humans, which was fun. And then in 1994, two guys from New Zealand were able to commercialize the Zorb, and it's now a sport. You know, it sounds to me like this was created by a couple of drunk frat brothers. <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. You know, I had the chance to go to New Zealand earlier yes, this year did. to the, uh, the uh, World, World Masters. Masters Games, and I actually saw absorbing facility. I didn't get to see a race take place, and I wish I could have, but I didn't get to participate myself, but I saw where they do it. It looked like a lot of fun. But we probably don't have the infrastructure for that one yet. Probably not. Here's the next one. Are you a Harry Potter fan? Yeah, I not so much. It. I mean, I like it, but... Did I you see the movies? I've seen some of them, but not all of them. Not read the books? No. Okay, you know what Quidditch is, though? Yeah, it's a little flying okay. mechanical thing. Yeah, so Quidditch is a made-up sport that J.K. Rowling made up in the magical world of Harry Potter. But there were people who were so enamored and such big fans, hardcore fans of Harry Potter's, that they wanted to turn it into a sport that they could play themselves. Okay. So um, there are a few differences. No, between, no flying brooms. Yeah, between the Harry Potter version and our version. Number uh-huh. one, the broom, the brooms do not fly, but they do play with brooms. You, so have, you have to, to run around. You have to run around with a broom pony. between your legs. Yep, just like you did when you were a kid playing uh, cowboys and Native Americans, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but it's but it's the same thing. You try to get the balls through the hoops. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's the same concept, the same idea, yeah. without the magic, I guess. Um, in a lot of uh, American universities, there are actually leagues that play Quidditch. Huh. So I don't know, something to think about. We're probably for the about future. thirty years away from that one being in May, the game. Maybe maybe we're a little ways away. Yeah. Here's the last one. I put this one in here for you specifically, Jeff. Okay. You're gonna love this one. Old man, something? No, oh. no. Well, no, no, no. It's not that. It's cheese rolling. Oh, yeah. Now, okay, I know I'm you old. love your I cheese. I love my cheese. <laughs> I know you do. There's only one cost in this world. You never too much cheese. <laughs> never can have too much cheese. So there you go. So cheese rolling is the sport for you. It starts with a wheel of cheese. Okay. And the wheel has to weigh nine pounds. All right. That sounds like about the right amount for a toasted cheese sandwich for you, doesn't it? Well, two wheels. Maybe two wheels, okay. One for each piece of bread, right? That's right. So the wheel is, it's a very simple game. Uh-huh. It's a very simple game. The wheel is rolled down the hill, and the competitors have to chase after it. The first person to chase it down at the bottom of the hill and catch the cheese 
wins the game. So where's the eating part? Well, once you catch it. You get to eat it, okay. Hunters and gatherers. So, so you catch right? it, cut it, and then eat it. <laughs> so the sport, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> the sport is a British tradition. It dates back to the 1800s. And even though they believe cheese rolling is an even it's an even older tradition than that. Mm-hmm. They think it's been around even longer than that. It can be a little dangerous, though. Oh, I can imagine if it's going in, down a hill. In 2009, at uh, this cheese rolling event, 18 people were injured during the competition. That must have been some very good cheese. It must have been, because uh, <laughs> they were going for it, yeah. for sure. So, anyway, um, like I said, I don't know if any of those are actually potential sports, mm. but it's good to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on out there. You know, I'm probably going to practice that cheese rolling one, just in case it ever comes <laughs> just around. Just in case. Just I think, in case. I think that's a wise idea. Well, Jeff, joining us today in our studio today as our special guest is uh, Joel DeCuster, who is the Director of Marketing for the Intermountain Livewell Center right here in St. George. Mm-hmm. Joel, thank you for taking time out of your day and joining us. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Any of those sports sound... Uh, Actually, I'm game for all of them. They all sound diversity is good. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I think uh, I'm with Jeff. I would probably go for the cheese rolling. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yep. So, Joel, again, thank you for joining us. Um, We want to talk a little bit today about a a couple of different things that are available at the Live Well Center. uh, Starting with a thing that they call the Bod Pod. Yeah. Now, tell tell us a little bit about the Bod Pod. All right. Well, it's totally cool. It's my favorite assessment at the Livewell Center. If you're a boomer and you remember the sitcom Mork and Mindy back in the day where oh, yeah. Robin Williams came to Earth and his spaceship was an oversized eggshell. Right. So the Bod Pod looks like a human-sized egg. They it does actually, look very similar. But it does not take you to outer space. It doesn't no. make you say Nanu Nanu. No. No, but you could say Nanu Nanu if, if you wanted, wanted to. to. <laughs> you're in there, yeah. It doesn't prohibit you. They from have no restrictions. It doesn't affect your, your, your readings if you say Nanu Nanu. <laughs> so the only, the only thing about the Bod Pod that you have to be prepared for is it's going to measure your total body fat. Okay. So you don't want kind of like anything hanging out that's going to create volume. Like fat? Uh, like fat and like a lot of clothes oh, clothing, and jewelry yeah. and puffy hair and things like that. So immediately when you go to have the bod pod conducted, you have to strip down into a pair of compression pants or a swimsuit a for suit, women. Which they will provide for you. Right, exactly. And they give you a swimming cap to cover your hair so that it reduces the volume there as well. And, and can they put a compression thing around my waist to help me? Uh, that won't work. Spanx. <laughs> that might help. Spanx might help, yeah. So, um, so the Bod Pod is re- it's really, they say, the gold standard for uh, body composition assessment, body fat assessment. And, and why is that and how does that work? Or what is it that makes it so special? Well, what makes it special is because they, they put you in this, this eggshell, and you're in there. There's a big window on the front. You're in there for about 60 seconds total. Uh, you don't hear anything. Nothing weird happens. And it basically, through all sorts of technology gadgetry, can actually tell you what percent of your total body composition is fat and what percent of your total body composition is muscle. And as you know, fat is not good. Yeah. And even though you might be skinny, you could have fat wrapped all around your internal organs, and that's not good. So the whole idea is to understand where you're at and over time reduce the amount of fat that's encased in your body and increase the amount of muscle. So um, as, a, as a staff at the Huntsman World Senior Games, we had the opportunity to go over a few years ago, a couple of years back, 
and uh, and take advantage of some of the screenings and assessments that were there. And we did do the bot the bot pod assessment. Yep. And uh, I'll admit, um, I was unpleasantly surprised at my <laughs> results. I'm not, I'm just I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to come out and say it. I uh, I was working out at the time, not not maybe a, a, as heartily as I could have, but I was working out at the time, and I felt like I was in pretty good shape. And um, I went into this bod pod, and uh, I came out an entirely different person. I <laughs> <laughs> he started doing push-ups every time he left his I desk. I did. I did. I'll tell you. I uh, I found out. I'll just say I found out that I was um, about twenty six percent fat. My my weight was twenty six percent, which was a lot higher than I was anticipating, and I was I was dissatisfied with that. So I really did make some changes. I I, I absolutely he did. did. He really did. I, I started eating better, and um, I started working out, and I started more. changing the workouts that I was doing. I, I continued to lift weights, which is kind of what I was doing mm-hmm. at the time. But um, but I, I, I'll say, as disappointed as I was when I came out initially, it was the motivation that I needed sure. to kind of get me going. And uh, when I went back the next time, I, I had dropped uh, – Quite a few percentage points. Yeah. I, I actually came in at fifteen percent. Wow, that's which was really good, significant for me. I'm yeah. not well, at fifteen no, 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 anymore. We, we gotta tell, there was a motivation for that too. <laughs> there was a little family competition that was yes, going on. I mean, on. there was I, something I, above. <laughs> it wasn't just altruistic. There was a little. There was a little motivation, but anyway, it was it was very motivating for me, and and not only just motivating, but also really in in a lot of ways empowering to know where I was at. I had been you know kind of coasting along, thinking everything is great, and there's nothing to worry about. I you know I lift weights every once in a while, I'm fine, and but to find out where I was at was really very helpful to me. Well, it's a clear indication of your health. Yeah. And that's why it's important for you to go back every six months or every year to see how you're progressing. I started off at about 33%, and now I'm down into, uh, I think, about 27 Yeah, which so, is great. I mean, that progress is fantastic. Sure. As long as you're going in the right direction, that's cool, and that's what people try to do. And they, they really encourage you. They give you the classes. They give you the, the coaching and the training that you need so that you can really try to lose as much body fat as possible. And the Bod Pod is your indicator for doing that. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we are visiting with Joel DeCuster from the Intermountain Livewell Center. We're talking specifically uh, about an assessment that they have at the Livewell Center. It's called the Bod Pod. Uh, but really what we're talking about is um, healthy body composition. And it's not just healthy body weight. I think that's important for people to remember and to understand. And that was where kind of my misunderstanding was. I, I felt comfortable with the amount, with what my weight was. I, I felt like I was okay in that, in that realm there. But to find out that, you know, I had more body fat than I wanted, uh, again, was very empowering and very motivating for me and, and very useful as far as an overall assessment. Um, like you said, it's, it's the fat that, I mean, at, Everybody needs to have some body fat. Sure. You know, there, there's a, a function for fat, but most of us, unfortunately, carry around more than we need, for sure. Well, and as you said, there's there's more than one kind of fat. There's the belly fat that, that we all see, but there's the visceral fat that's the stuff that gets... That's right. It's the heavier, thicker fat that you don't see that you don't even know you have. Yep. And you know, as you lose fat, you actually start to show off your muscle tone, and you look more muscular as a result right. of that, because that fat is just layers upon layers on top of your muscle. See, now, I have, I have a six-pack, but it's just buried under a... a I have a very <laughs> protective layer over it, so you can't really see. But there's just, a six-pack under It's just insulation. There. It is. Yeah, to keep exactly. it nice and cold. It keeps you warm. Oh, it keeps you warm. Whatever. Whichever Depending, depending on the time of year, yeah. 
So um, the uh, the Bod Pod is one of the assessments that the Live Well Center offers. If someone was interested in either learning more about it or maybe even scheduling a Bod Pod for themselves, how would they go about that? Well, they could call the Live Well Center, and we'd be happy to schedule an appointment for them. We usually do assessments in the morning, and uh, we're pretty busy all the time. But I'm sure we could find a way to to put you on the schedule and and move you right in. So, what is the number that they call? Uh, they can call two five one twenty one hundred, and that's and area code for the Live Well Center. Yes, four three five two five one twenty one hundred. We'll connect you with Intermountain Healthcare. Ask for the Live Well Center. They can direct you right over there, and, exactly. and you can take a look if, if the Bod Pod is for you. Is there anything else that's going on over there at the Live Well Center that people might be interested in? Sure. As a matter of fact, we've just come out with a high-end product called the Executive Health Exam, and this is a seven-hour, head-to-toe, $1,850 medical exam that we wow. put executives through. That's really the head-to-toe, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. And by the time they come out of that, they know exactly where they stand not only with their their physical fitness, but also with their their medical status, uh, they get a real good understanding of how they're doing from a nutrition point of view, as well as a good understanding about life balance and the stress levels and what they can be doing about it as an executive. You know, that's another one of the things that's worth mentioning that I really liked about our assessment at the Live Well Center. It, it wasn't just a question of, Coming in, we'll run some tests, we'll give you some numbers, we'll send you on your way. Uh, they really counseled with us uh, as individuals, not, not collectively, but <laughs> as individuals, yeah. we got a chance to visit with um, you know, doctors and trainers and dietitians and nutritionists, and they really helped lay out a realistic plan. Not, not an unachievable plan, but a realistic plan for uh, a good direction, you know, and, and pointed us in a direction. I think it made a difference for a lot of us. Right. And even beyond that, Included in our program that we did was a few visits to the Livewell Center to work with the trainers so that you can make sure that you're doing your exercises, your work, you know, to help you develop a workout routine that you can actually do at home or wherever and give you the tools to actually do it. And it wasn't just a one size fits all, as, as we no. found out. You know, a no. lot of us came back to the office and, and said, So, how did you do on X and X exercise that you, that, that I did? And they're like, Oh, that wasn't what yeah. I did. I, that wasn't. You know, I, I was either above or below that level, and that wasn't for me. So um, it's a very personalized scenario and, and can be really, really powerful. Sure. And, you know, no matter what assessment you do at the Live Well Center, you walk away with a prescription, a prescription for exercise and fitness, as well as a prescription for diet and nutrition. So just like you get a, a prescription from your doctor for a certain medication. Yeah you'll get the same thing from the Live Well Center. And you get the help and the coaching of the Live Well Center trainers, all of which have bachelor's degrees in, in um, exercise science, or they have master's, or we have a few PhDs that are trainers over there as well. So you're getting quality care, and you don't have to worry about the possibility of getting hurt because they make sure that doesn't happen. And I, I, I really like that. And a lot of our listeners are, are here local in the St. George area. A lot of our listeners are not in this area uh, and maybe wouldn't have immediate access to the Live Well Center here in St. George. But there are Live Well Centers throughout the entire Intermountain system. Uh, I think the other thing, just to, to kind of wrap uh, up this thought, is though it's important to get an idea of where you are. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be scared of, oh, I don't want to know because ignorance is bliss. Find out where you're at, whether that's in consultation with your doctor or a personal trainer or whatever 
um, you know, route that you choose. Find out where you are. Uh, and then, you know, embrace your starting point and then start to uh, put together a plan that you can move forward with and, and actually take charge of your health. And as we say, Jeff, all the time, really live the active That's life. That's right. I mean, you're going to go somewhere. You might as well be in, in charge of where you end up. <laughs> that is for sure. Excellent. Well, we've got just one more minute, Joel. Anything else that you'd want to share with us about uh, health assessments in general or the Live Well Center in particular? Sure. Well, you know, many of our customers are 55 plus and it's a place where they can come and have a sense of community with one another. They get to know one another. They become friends. They they kind of encourage and, and cheer each other on. And the other thing that I would say in combination with that is the amount of caring and compassion that the trainers show for their customers, for yeah. their clients, because they know that many of them are really out of shape and need extra special care, and they pay attention to that. That's why our classes have no more than eight people in each class, so they can get to everyone and keep an eye on everyone while they're there. Really but, personalized kind of uh, attention. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's excellent. Joel, w- once again, thank you so much for taking time to come and visit with us and sharing some of this uh, really important and interesting information. We sure. appreciate it. My pleasure. So, Jeff, I want to just give a couple of quick plugs on a couple of important things. Uh, first of all, as we've said at the beginning of the show, the games are well on their way. Yeah, They're don't bother registering here. now. We're here. Yeah, registration for uh, the athletes and for the sports is over, but it's not too late to register to be a volunteer. That's true, and we need a lot. At the Huntsman World Senior Games, we need about 3,000 people to help us put on this event. And you know what? It's just plain fun, Jeff. It's just fun. It is. Volunteering at the games is just a blast. You can register to be a volunteer. On our website, it's very easy to do. Just visit www.seniorgames.net slash volunteer, and you can choose when and where you'd like to volunteer. It's a pretty slick system, and there's lots of opportunities. Even Mm -hmm. though the games are just a few days away, uh, it's not too late. And if you've already volunteered for one, you can choose to do more. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have incredible volunteers here in our area. Oh, we do. Number two that I wanted to just touch on, if you are local to the St. George area or... If you are coming into town for the games, you don't want to miss our opening ceremonies. You don't want to miss it. It's a fantastic show. The theme this year for the show is Celebrate Peace. And what a timely topic. Seriously, if there was ever a time when we needed to celebrate peace, it's right now. And this show is definitely going to do that. It's uh, You're going to love it. There is singing. There is dancing. We have a parade of athletes, which is just inspiring. We light our cauldron. There's fireworks. Best of all, it's free. Free. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Bring your church groups. Whatever. Come and enjoy this show. It's on Tuesday night, Tuesday, October 10th at Legend Solar Stadium at Dixie State University. And, Jeff, our special guest speaker this year is pretty cool. His name is. is James Lawrence. He's known as the Iron Cowboy. He ran 50 Ironman triathlons in 50 consecutive days in 50 different states. It's just uh, incredible. You'd be hard-pressed to find any extra body fat on him. That's for sure. Tuesday, October 10th, 7 o'clock at Legend Solar Stadium. Here's a motivational thought for the day, Jeff. This is from James Lawrence. Set big goals, guys, but give the goal the respect of time it deserves. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Yeah!